Welcome back to the Growing Band Director Podcast. We are back to grade one. Again, if you have been listening, this is part five in our six-part series. This is our third part of grade one. This is over 50 pieces for your festival band. Again, we suggest you bring your kids to festival, just getting them out of the city or a town that you live in, getting them in front of other people. It's so important. Even if you do other things for marching band or winter percussion or anything, you need to get your concert band out. Um, one of the things that uh, Larry Jackson did at Falmouth one time, I think he might have been ill the day his kids were supposed to go to the MBDA festival. So he had a couple of us come to his school and he invited the parents in for the, we did yeah. the evaluation on the recordings and then we worked with the, the group afterwards. And it was really important for the parents to see that clinic session because that's, even though they're invited at MBDA to go to the clinic, not a lot of them right. do. And I think that's just as important for the parents' education to see what the kids are Yeah, learning. so he fabricated. You know, sometimes too, for me, if concerts work out weird, if I want my kids to get some comments before that too, I'll invite a friend, hey, here's a hundred bucks. Can you come sit in the audience with your phone? and just make a recorded tape. And then you can use that a couple weeks before the festival too. And that's a, a good thing to do. But the biggest thing is your programming, right? So this is why this is over 50 pieces at grade one and two, which again, yes, for you high school people, you can use the grade twos as well. Um, have high standards for what pieces you let onto your kids' concert programs. Keep listening until you find what fits them the best. Customize each and every program you give them like it was prescribed, especially for them. If a piece is really cool, but does not fit them now or for them to grow into shortly, then don't use it no matter how much you like it. These segments can be broken up into three programs, a march, a ballad, and a finale piece. If, but you can mix and match any of these pieces that fit your band. Again, we've already done a bunch of episodes of this already. So go back and listen to anything between 136 and 139, and you'll hear some others as well. If you really like a piece, put it on a list with some notes so that when it fits your band or you want to use it on a program, you have it available. If you think a piece is good for your kids in the next year or so, then start a concert list Concert list for the next 12 months, um, and then you can have it ready. All of these pieces are super cool. In grade one and one and a half, there's highly doubled parts, no more than four parts at a time, sometimes three. Cues are very common, but there is a wide range of difficulty between grade one and grade one and a half. So choose for your band, not just the number one. These pieces are very short. Now, you solicited a lot of these tunes from you know, followers of yep. your podcast. Yep. And I know from my standpoint, I mean, it's overwhelming to go online and stop programming. All the publishers have so much music. And there's a lot of it's great, but I used to believe in more when someone would say this piece worked really well for me, or this piece was, you know, had issues that my kids didn't really buy into. So um, I think all of these coming from different, uh, different directors really would you know, cut, cut your workload down a little bit. So this first piece is by Carol Britton Chambers. It's a march called All for One, One for All. And I love the beginning. So if it's in 2-4, B-flat, and then E-flat major. Um, so the beginning goes one and and one, one and and one. And then the third time goes one, two and one, two, one. And you could just tell she's a teacher and she's writing it pedagogically. Right, right. Um, let's see. Uh, and there's five percussion parts. So here's All for One, One for All, Carol Britton Chambers.
the ballad that we have paired for that is, I don't know if this is good programming or not programming, but it's also by Carol Britton Chambers. This was recommended to us by Colleen. This is a grade one and a half called Softly Speaks the Night. I know when I'm trying to compose a melody and a, a slow lyrical melody, leaps in the melody can add an awful lot of drama. But from a practical standpoint, the leaps at grade two can present a lot of challenges. And I will really struggle to the point where I can't find the right key area where I want to write that to get what the effect. So I end up changing the melody and I lose some of the, some of the drama. Um, the clarinet leaps here, especially across the break, it leaps to the brass can, can result in hitting the wrong partial. But in this piece, she masterfully has done that. If, if a clarinet player is going to come in on a, a, a third space C, the player usually has a whole note before even a rest when it's time to set up that fingering where at this level, we wouldn't write a B C you know, the kids going to struggle going mm -hmm. across the break and brass players forever would hit the wrong partial. Yeah. The inner lines are great on this When I did this with my piece uh, with this piece with my band. I got, we had, we really worked on fitting their sound into the people's sound around them um, and balancing to the melody. And at one point I had three kids on clarinet one and another 40 playing who had to fit underneath that clarinet one part. And uh, so you know, that's what I used. It has moments where the woodwinds are playing by themselves and mm -hmm. then the brass. And I used to love with my middle school kids, especially eighth graders, because they were they were more mature. I would say, okay, I need to be impressed today. Woodwinds, let's play this section. You need to move me emotionally. Or brass, when you do it. Uh, brass, you just, not today. It just wasn't happening. Maybe another day we'll work. They live for those moments because they're competitive. Yeah. And it, was, it wasn't about right notes or wrong notes. Play the music that's there. Yeah, I think there's a four or six measure um, brass section in this, and it's very playable and great. So here's Softly Speaks the Night by Carol Britton Chambers.
Okay, the final piece we're going to use with this actually starts with a short, slow section and then moves to faster. So again, if you had a different middle piece that was not a ballad, this piece could work as sort of a ballad and your closer at the same time. This is by Michael Sweeney. And again, here and coming up in February, March, there's going to be an episode that I get to meet with him. It's going to be awesome because you could do a career's worth of his music. This is called Celtic Air and Dance. It's slow and then fast, B flat major, E flat major, four percussion parts. I have a daughter who's in seventh grade who's playing it right now. It is the, her life. And so students um, would love it. There's a tempo bump at the end. Um, and it's one of my personal favorite grade one pieces. Well, I went to a clinic one time at Midwest and it talked about writing for young band. And they say, you want to write in the keys of B flat, E flat, and F. Well, harmonically, that can get pretty bland unless you're super creative. And I've again, I've said several times here, you can always introduce notes from outside those keys. And how long does it take you to teach the kid the note and the fingering? Um, and here he uses um, the lowered seventh right off the bat, you know, and it changed the whole feel, you know, mm -hmm. um, that's good creative writing. And it's not not hard to do you know, as long as you can you can hear those harmonies. My kids made up a story to this piece, too. So like it was about these there was like the female theme and then she met a guy and the next theme and then they were getting married and the dance at the end was like at their wedding and the parents didn't agree. It was like this whole thing, but the kids loved it. Romeo and Julia. Yeah, yeah just like that. Um, yep. And that the, I made a comment that the uh, the bell part, which is pretty important in this, could be played on a keyboard if yep. you had a student that wasn't ready for that. Sure. Here's Celtic Air and Dance, Michael Sweeney.
Okay, so the next um, series we're going to do here is going to start with the march called Cadets in Step by Matthew Putnam. This is a true grade one march. It does use a single chromatic note of F sharp concert. Great dynamic contrast, piano and forte, and goes to G minor, natural minor in the bridge. Sorry, on the trio. Yep, makes all the difference. That F sharp, you know, um, added so much right when it's the right spot, and it's not going to be hard to teach. Um, it does have a cool ending. And um... here's Cadets in Step, Matthew Putnam. we're going to put on this grade one program was actually a brand new piece to both Terry and I, and we're really happy that Tim McDonald sent it. Thank you, Tim. This is called the tears of Arizona, remembering Pearl Harbor by by and bow mages. Um, great little piece of music. And it's a ballad that has um, even the faster sections sounds like a ballad and there's lots of percussion. There's actually six different parts. So if you have a stronger section, it's a good ballad to use. Um, B flat major starts with a low flute opening down to low concert E flat. Um, again, it references Arizona, which is the USS Arizona that lays in entombed in Pearl Harbor. Yeah, I mean, what a great way to coordinate with the social studies teacher you know, on a unit about World War II, Pearl Harbor specifically. And if you have not been to Hawaii, you should go and you should stand over that Arizona and see oil leaking out um, still to this day. It's quite, uh, quite moving. So here's the Tears of Arizona by Brian Balmages.
third piece we're choosing to pair with Cadets and Step and Tears in Arizona. Again, these are all uh, interchangeable, so you could put this on any other program. It's called Declaration and Dance by Larry Clark. It's pretty fast for this grade level, but all the eighth notes, if I'm not mistaken, are repetitive eighth notes. They don't change pitches. Um, there are seven percussion parts. It's a very happy piece. The harder, the snare drum part is definitely hard for the level of the piece. Um, so you need that best player on that. And it starts with like an E flat major seven sounds. So it's a little more contemporary. Um, and the dynamics are like forte, fortissimo, and um, a great way to teach students the concept of changing dynamics on a repeat. We see that often in a march. Yep. Um, and I love it when they do forte piano. It's like, it's obvious, yeah. you know? And um, yeah, the opening statement's great. I mean, I think the kids will like it so much that you'll probably have to give them the hand every once in a while to, to back it down. They'll yeah. dig in. So here's Declaration and Dance by Larry Clark. Okay, so the, we have two pieces left. This one is not going to include a ballad. It's just sort of the way this episode worked out. So this march is a great 6-8 march by Randall Standridge called Starfire March. It is um, the Galactic Empire Part 2. So there's multiple pieces with this, um, you know, star sort of, Star Wars sort of sound. Um, cool timpani part with dampening. It's a great 6-8 six, great six, march. Um, um, so the timpani part will need to be dampened because um, it's pretty exposed in rests. 
Um, and the simple combinations of six, eight, make it a grade one and a half. Yeah. I think when you're teaching six, eight and two for the first time, don't overthink it or overteach it. It'll almost play itself, but then it's important to go back and reinforce the counting aspect of it. Once the yep. kids have it, I think if you do the counting ahead of time, it becomes too mathematical and the kids are just going to um, overthink it. Uh, One thing I've learned over the years is I have a sheet, a couple of sheets, and I can share with people if they want to send me a message of nursery rhymes that are in six, eight. So kids all play these unison band nursery rhymes. Cause it's only how many measures, how many rhythms in six, eight, like not many. Right. right. So once they take what they know and they see it, then it helps with pieces like this. It has repeated sections with parts played on the second time. There are some out of key notes that you would expect in a minor key. Um, it's easy to teach them and a very star Wars flavor that the students will love to play. Yep. So here is Starfire March, Randall Standridge. <laughs> Okay, so our final piece is going to be a closing piece. This is called Red Comet by Michael Orr. Again, if you have not listened to other episodes, this is the third part of our grade one. So anything that is numbers 136 through 141, you'll have a chance to go back and listen to any of these um, and put them on lists and uh, and use them. Happy to have Terry here uh, giving his insights on these pieces. Um, nice aggressive opening statement. Some alternating between 4-4 four, four, and 3-4 time signatures. Again, oftentimes just let the music play itself. Don't overthink it. Um, I think the students will be engaged throughout. There's a couple of quick moments that remind me of James Bond. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, of course, now I'm dating myself because kids won't really know who James <laughs> Bond is anymore. So. I wrote there's six percussion parts. It's an E flat major, but it's really F Dorian minor. Um, starts with a hemiola sound. So there's a lot of this one and two and four and one and. So it kind of turns the time around a little bit if you're not paying attention. The three, four se uh, aggressive section in the middle is pretty cool. And there's a great timpani part 
to feature one of your players. Low brass are all in octaves the entire time, so that helps. So here is our final piece. Hope you've enjoyed this one. This is Red Comet, Michael Orr. We sincerely appreciate you taking your valuable time and listening to the Growing Band Director podcast. Your students are very lucky to have a band director like you. If you have any suggestions for episode topics or think you have an area of expertise to share on a show with us, please reach out. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your band director friends to subscribe as well. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, our YouTube channel, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Growing Band Director. See you next week.